0: Well, I don't know. That time you was on the show, okay. (laughs) That's another story. That's another story. story. But my goodness, like I say in my broken bad English, it's getting gooder and gooder and gooder. Now we're minus one today. Our Melly Mel, baby doll, Melanie Michelle, she's doing taking care of herself she's doing some self-care today all right we'd just be praying over her Oh, but we got Miss L in the house. She gonna shoot straight, get us straight, get us on the path for some budgeting and ooh, first getting our mind right, you know, to receive and create that wealth that we deserve, that's ours. But anyway, we're gonna go around the room and we're going to introduce ourselves and then we're gonna come back, we're gonna pray in, we're gonna get the speaker introduced and we're gonna take off, let's soar together. Let me see, drum roll. Oh, Rhonda's a lion, the lioness of mortgages. You got to get your money, because she's yes. roaring with power. Hey. I'm a lone hey. lioness. Hey. For Facebook Live,
1: this is Rhonda Hutchison. I am the lone lioness. I am a mortgage lender with Paramount Residential Mortgage Group. Listen, I roar with passion, and power, and excited, excited to be here, and I know, no, Chris, yep, I had my coffee today, so I don't even want to hear. <laughs> I tell you, I'm on a natural high, especially when it comes to the Building Wealth Together team in the community that we're serving, but again, excited to be here on today, excited about our guest, excited about her on today, and so, Mr. Chris, give the audience just a little bit, just a little bit.
2: Hey guys, I'm Chris Ziegler with the Ziegler Agency Allstate, located in Frisco, Texas and excited to be on the show this Saturday afternoon and excited to have Elle on here because she's going to be talking about some powerful stuff and as they say, she's going to keep it 100 which y'all 100, today, 100. so keep it 100, so y'all just be ready for that and everything, but uh, once again, I am Chris Ziegler with the Ziegler Agency Allstate, located in Frisco, Texas where my, my macho is customer service with a personal touch and where I believe in education and consultation so, you know Definitely reach out to me whenever you get a chance and we're going to kick it over to to Roz. Let us tell us about Arbrook Realty.
0: Well, Arbrook Realty is a full-service real estate company and we are proud to announce that we have launched our 100% digital platform and our 100% agent sponsorship program. That means what? Cha-ching! Just like we're talking about budgeting Agents get to keep more of their moolah in their pockets so they can what? Reinvest, save, reinvest in themselves. I don't know, save for that bucket list vacation, pay off some bills. But we're going to let Elle talk about that because she's here to be the expert. Look, we say that our motto is there's no dream going to be left behind because we help birth dreams and build legacies in the real estate industry. So we'll be coming around, doing a round robin toward the end to give our contact information. But for now, if you are listening, please share this information. You can't afford not to. Let's pay it forward this Resurrection Sunday so people can resurrect their finances. Oh, my God. So go ahead and share, 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 share. And without further ado, Ms. Rhonda, go ahead and uh, pray us in and then introduce girlfriends on a budget miss l
1: yes yes like to bow our heads father god first we're just coming to you this morning and just really saying thank you we thank you for everything that you are to us uh lord jesus we couldn't do it we couldn't do it without you and so we just want to first and foremost say thank you lord continue to bless come continue to bless bwt Continue to bless everyone that's listening to us on Facebook and all of our Facebook uh, connectors, Lord. Just to bless them. We don't know what people are going through, and we don't know what it's needed in their lives, but Lord, that we know that you do. We know that you know, and Lord, bless Miss L on today, just to give her. And I know she already has the tools that you've given to her, Lord. But just let those tools and let her her thoughts just flow like water when she's presenting on today so that our audience will be connected and be able to be fed by her knowledge. Lord, we just want to say a special, special prayer for our teammate, Ms. BWT teammate, Ms. Melinda Michelle, which is under the weather, Lord Jesus. We're just asking that you just heal her, make her whole, because only you can do that, Lord. We just ask you to continue to bless us, continue to guide us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Well, we, like you said, we're excited, excited about a guest and I can tell y'all can tell I'm excited and no, it's not due to coffee. It's just, just, I'm just excited. But listen, this special guest, Miss L. Hall Coleman, I met her, y'all, she, in 2018, we went to a woman's conference. It was called Elevate Her. It was out in Fort Worth. And um, Ella and I ended up at the same dinner table, as you say, but it was the lunch table. And uh, I was, I was just listening to her, and I was just intrigued because, of course, I'm an old fogey. I was there; she was young. I think it was a lot of young people at the table. One of your friends, Michelle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was just intrigued, just about her presence, just about her knowledge, and just she was just a, a doll, and she's always continued just to be uh, in my heart, and I always wanted just to make sure that I was allowed whatever platform I was on to, for her to be able to share. But listen, I'm just going to read just a little bit about Miss L, and then I'm going to turn it over to, uh, to her. But she's featured on Good Morning uh, Texas, UT Dallas, Region Bank, and voted top 40 women financial blogs on the web. Elle Hall Hall Coleman is passionate about helping women level up their confidence and cash flow through money management strategies and mindset mastery tools. As the CEO, y'all listen to us, CEO and founder of Girlfriend's Budget, Elle and her team's mission is to put a working budget in every household. She's personally mentored hundreds of clients to break through their inner blocks about money, own their own wealth, and take control of their finances to create a life they love, which is financially free. So I present to all and to many Ms. L. Hall Coleman. Ms. L., thank you again for being a part of BWT on today. Just give us, let's you know what, just tell us a little bit about L., who you are and how you became um, the um, the money mindset millennium of uh, of of your generation. So just
3: give us a little bit of background about Ms. L. Sure. First, I do want to thank all of you um, just for having me on today. Like I'm just so, so grateful um, to and honored, you know, to be here on your platform and being able to share my knowledge and co-create with all of you. So I, I'm so appreciative of, of the opportunity. Um, so a little bit about me, um, I'm a millennial, I just kind of found (laughs) out. (laughs) Um, so that helps, you know, a lot, but, um, you know, I come from a background, my parents were heavily into budgeting and money management. My father was in the banking industry. My mother was an accountant. She later became a nurse. She went into that field, but, In my house, we talked about money a lot, like the word budget was thrown around a lot, you know? So growing up, you know, I I was exposed to to those um, conversations and that knowledge about managing your money. So as I got older, when I got into college, you know, in college, everybody's broke, right? Everybody's like ramen noodles, everybody, you know, I don't have money to do this. We're all trying to find free things or discounts or whatever, you know. And I was one that always kind of had my my coins together. But I noticed that those around me were really struggling and having um, a hard time managing their their funds and their finances. And I was very naive to the fact that I thought other people just knew this, you know, because in my household, we talked about it. So I thought everybody's household is talking about it you know mm-hmm. but that wasn't that wasn't really the case so from there I really found that I could help other people by teaching them this knowledge that I knew and even in that time that young age I was like hosting workshops and webinar like webinars in my house like come over bring your friends tell your friends to bring their friends let's get some wine you know like mm-hmm. let's talk about how to manage these coins and I just felt such a sense of fulfillment um, and excitement when I would help other people see a difference when it came to their their money. So, I mean, that's, that's like, that's me and my business, I guess. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, any, I guess we'll talk about more, you know, when we, yeah. as we keep chatting. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what? You
1: shared your defining moment. I think that happened to you back when you, in summer 2012, that you, where you brought you were today. Can you kind of expand on that? And I think it was you was 25 years old. You had just purchased your first uh, home two years prior, and you had completed your undergraduate uh, degree in arts and technology. And by that time, you had been in the corporate world for stuff. Kind of expand to, uh, for the audience and let you know what was that defining moment where you brought you where you are to today to be a, uh, I want to say a web mastery <laughs> <laughs> a podcast master. And where, did, where yeah, how did that come about?
3: Yes. So um, we were chatting a little bit before this, but mm-hmm. I know um, I shared with you all, like my parents are very traditional, you know, I love them. They're amazing people, you know, but they're very, very traditional. And there's times where our ideas kind of clash you know (laughs) um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so with them being traditional people you know they wanted to ensure that I had a successful comfortable life you know that's really what my my father mostly he wanted his girls me and my sister to live a life of abundance but you know and not be in poverty because my parents didn't come from um you know families with money you know (laughs) so that they put themselves in a different place. And, and so they wanted to, to continue that with their legacy. Um, so with their traditional ideas, I was going along with that routine, you know, the, let's go to college, get a good job, just work your way up the ladder, keep making money, you know, become a manager, or whatever, um, executive. And I was doing that, you know, I was, I was in the corporate world, I was getting promotions, but I still didn't feel, I didn't feel like I was getting paid what I was worth ever, you know, Mm -hmm. and I didn't feel like I was um, important there. Like I was just like another number, you know, in the sea of employees that they Mm -hmm. had there. Mm -hmm. And so at the time at my house, it was an hour commute there, hour commute back from work. And I was like, just thinking about my day-to-day routine, like is this what I want the rest of my life to look like? You know, I'm 25 years old. I'm doing this. Is can I see myself doing this for another 25, 30, 35 years?
0: Hey, and, Elle, yes. At, at that very moment you bring up something very resounding. It's like having having an awakening is that okay. Is is this yeah, is this the pinnacle? Of my life is is this what success looks like for me and for everyone it is different so you know i hear you saying you didn't want to fit in the traditional box in terms of your success mm-hmm. exactly.
3: yeah it didn't feel right to me it didn't feel good to me it didn't feel like i was supposed to be in that box mm-hmm. and i couldn't see myself doing that till retirement so it was then where I was kind of like, okay, I need to pivot, I need to make a plan, I need to figure something out, you know, with the the money that I'm getting from the current job that I have, let me really start being intentional with my my funds, with my coins, because I know I'm not going to be in the corporate world forever. I know that that's not for me. But while I am here, let me make a plan <laughs> so I can get out, you know. <laughs> So that's when I really started just like diving in, honing in, like saving as much as possible, paying off any unnecessary debt. You know, I had my home at the time, um, but I actually ended up selling that because Really, at that time, I was like, I want to just start over new. I just want to get rid of everything. I'm selling my house. I'm moving to the city. I I sold my car. I like. I sold everything. Are you serious? I was serious. serious. Wow. (laughs) I gotta get out. I gotta get out of this lifestyle. And then when I started new, it felt so good. It felt so fresh, you know. And I still was in the corporate world at that time. But um, it wasn't until 2018 when I was at my former job. And I'd asked for a raise and they told me that they weren't gonna be able to do it. Although I was in the budget department and I knew that they had the funds to give me a raise. it re- That was my sign, you know, to, to just be like, do it. Like, let's just do it. It's now or never, you know, what are you waiting for? Cause it's scary, you know? Well, when, you're, well, yeah, yeah. when you're starting out as an entrepreneur you have no idea what you're doing. You don't know how much money you need to really survive. You know what I mean? So, my partner and I we had saved up like fifty thousand dollars by that time. Oh wow. Um, and I was like, "Okay, I guess this is a good place you know to be at like let's just go let's just go and see what happens and it's been an amazing journey. I mean, obviously, there's all kinds of ups and downs, you know, mm-hmm. but it's really been an amazing journey and now, since twenty eighteen April twenty eighteen I've been doing this full time and helping other women reach their their goals and dreams and it's it's just so it's just the most amazing feeling i can really have (laughs) yeah
2: you you said something very important i can say at a young age you realize that because i'm almost 55 myself i hear people a lot of times want to be where you are now but they don't plan ahead of time they say you know they say maybe i turn when they were 25 they said when i turn 35 and 40 i want to do x y and z but they didn't do what you just said you did had a plan set up so when they get to that point in their life they're not ready and then at 35 it ends up being 55 60 and i think i want to commend you on you know doing that getting that plan in place and like i can tell people it's never too late you know okay if you're 25 22 55 65 you still can do some of the things that L is talking about today you just got to make that plan and just put it in place no matter what age you are and just be serious about it so i'm going to commend you on that
3: thank you thank you so much yeah mm-hmm. plan is so so important i tell my ladies that all the time yeah. And I so agree with
2: you this question. You said 2018, you said you just kind of decided to jump out there. What was going on in your gut? Were you afraid? Were you, or you just said, I'm ready to make this move. What was your thought process and your mindset at that particular time?
3: Yes. So, okay. Let me rewind a little bit. So I had started my company in 2016. So I had, it had already started by the time <laughs> You know, I was ready to to quit, um, but at that time though, I had started blogging and things like that, so it definitely wasn't where it is now. Then, um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I was I was scared. and um, I was scared. Exca- I was scared and excited at the same time. You know, because I felt like at the time I was like, this job is taking up my time. <laughs> you know, that's what I felt like. I was like, I could be spending my time on this, my my business, and even then at the job, sometimes I was like, you know, trying to do some business stuff, you know, like on the side, you know, like nobody come to my desk, you know, (laughs) but um, it was, it was really scary. It was exciting, but I knew I had, I had no other choice, but to make it work. I was like, I'm, there's no, there's no failure for me. There's only pivot. There's only lessons. There's only learning, just, you know, change it. If the plan isn't working, then you just change it, you know, um, but I I knew that this had to work for me. There was no way, because even when I was quitting, oh, they were like, oh, well, you can come back, you know, like, right. and I was like, there's no way I'm coming back
0: here. <laughs> well, you, you had a plan A and a plan A.
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. pretty much. <laughs>
2: But so then you talk about your blog. I'm sorry,
0: go ahead, No, I was gonna say, did you have mentors, business
3: coaches? I mean, or did you you and your partner just go for what you know? Okay, so yes, that's a great question. Um, so yes, initially I was like, let's just go for it, let's just figure it out. I thought at the time, I was like, Well, my parents ran businesses, nothing like mine. My dad had a shaving gel business, my mom had like a restaurant that she had in the mall. Um, So I do financial coaching, nothing alike, you know? But I thought since I kind of seen them running their businesses that I could just kind of implement that same stuff into my business, which did not work, no. So about seven months in, which I tell people all the time, don't wait this long. Um, If you're starting a business and you don't really know how to make it profitable, make it work, like, you definitely want to hire a business coach or get a mentor, someone who's in your field, who knows what they're doing, who has a successful business themselves. Because I waited seven months. So that's seven months of that $50,000 being, like, taken from. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, okay, I need to I need to get with someone who knows what they're doing. So I did hire a business coach. Um, and I tell people, especially Black people, African-American people, like, it's okay to invest in yourself. And what I mean by that, invest in yourself, your business is a extension of you. So you investing in your business is you investing in yourself because a lot of us, we invest in all these other things, hair, nails, clothes, cars, all these other things. But what are we doing for ourselves? And Mm -hmm. I knew that this business was gonna take me where I needed to go. So me personally, I spent $12,000 on a business coach and she helped me get all of my funds and all of my systems and my business together to give me a clear idea of where I was going, how I was moving forward. Was it scary? I had never, ever, ever invested $12,000 in anything before, I mean, outside mm-hmm. of my home, but no, it was scary, but it was so worth it. And I think once people realize that, get over that hump of fear, that it's going to come back to you a, a millionfold. you know, <laughs> this is just, this is just for now. Wow! Wow! Elle, about, there was. Go ahead, Chris. Uh-huh, okay, go
2: wait, ahead. Yeah, we got yeah. plenty of time. We got plenty of time. Go ahead. <laughs> key, key thing is investing yourself. Well, we're kind of talking earlier. You know, talking about investing. You know, in business and investing yourself and your your personal finances. Do you talk about that on your blog? Can you kind of get into that a little bit with us?
3: Yes, I talk about all different types of topics on my blog. Um, a lot. There's a lot of different topics. So yeah, I talk about that, and it's kind of like weaved into a lot of different blog posts that I have there. So um there's a wealth of information on my blog all the way from the beginning when I first started in 2016, July 1st, 2016. Um, and it's it's great information. And I don't say that just because I wrote it big but, but I go back and I look at it and I'm like, well this is pretty good. You know like, so I would yeah. highly recommend that anybody who's like on that journey and wants to know more information and it's free. You know, just read <laughs>
1: yeah and we'll and at, at the end we'll definitely make sure you you uh share any of your uh information so because i know the audience is going to be filled and going to want to know how to connect and how to actually you know learn from from the knowledge that you have but i know that on your um on your blog i know you you said there were seven financial life lessons you had learned by age 30 so yes. this is going to be interesting i'm going to list those seven and i'm just going to ask you to expand on maybe a couple of whichever that you feel like you you wanna uh, expand on. But number one is to make sure you have an emergency fund separate from your savings, make sure, that's number one. Number two is don't buy a home until you're ready. And you're probably saying, okay, Rhonda, you are a lender, why are you saying that? But I know it's some great knowledge behind that and I'm sure it's gonna be preparation. So I'm, I'm gonna let you talk about that and then keep your credit score high and learn the art of negotiation. Number four is prepare a will. And we've talked about this so many times. And name your beneficiaries. Mm-hmm. Number five is start preparing for your retirement. Retirement, And we're going to ask you to expand on that. Because I know being a millennium, they're probably saying, you know what? i got time for that. But I know, no, you don't. You need to start now. Mm-hmm. And then number six is invest. And last but not least is find the sweet spot between living within your means and enjoying life.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I, I really want you to talk about that one. So, Miss L, kind of you know, expand on maybe uh, starting retirement, uh, start preparing for your retirement while you're young, and see, and you know, let us know why you feel that like it's important. Also, find the sweet spot, especially being millennial of uh, living within your means and of course, uh, enjoying life. Can you talk a little bit about those for us? Yeah, Of
3: course. So the retirement one, that's, that's super, super important. Um, and I know, so like if anyone's still at like nine to five, you probably have an option to have a 401k, which is great. And if, if you're not investing in that, I would highly say, I would highly recommend investing in that. Um, because that's, especially if your employer matches, cause that's free money. Right. So, your your employer's matching that's fast that's growing faster than what you would do outside of that 401k so at least do that i think a lot of people are afraid to do that because they are trying to get every single dollar on their paycheck so that yeah. they so spend you know but i'm like if you don't even see it like let them take it out you know then you don't even see it all you get is your net and we'll work with that So it is super important to start early because even now when I'm seeing some of the ladies that I'm working with, and a lot of them are are older than I am, and they're not prepared for uh, retirement. And so they see themselves having to work longer, um, longer past the retirement age than they would have preferred or wanted to um, because they didn't start early. So the earlier, the better. And like Chris said, it's never a, it's too late situation. But then you're kind of going to have to start playing catch up, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) putting more into your accounts than maybe you feel comfortable with just so that you can live a life of comfort when you do retire. Um, But I always said, you know, I didn't want to be like the person who's bagging at the grocery store at like 70 because I have to, you know what I mean? Like I want to be bagging at the grocery store because I have nothing else to do and like that's just what I want to do to fill my time you know um, so that's what I tell people you know like just prepare yourself start early it's with anything and retirement's gonna come there's there's the whole YOLO you know like you only live once you know and or you can't you can't take your money with you when you die so let's just spend it all right now you know like it's like no that's that's the mindset that it's gonna keep you broke it is you mm-hmm. living paycheck to paycheck. Absolutely. So when you have the mindset of future forward thinking and abundance mm-hmm. and, you know, I want to live a life of freedom, then you will start planning ahead as opposed to just planning for like right now.
2: It's funny that you say that, yo, because know, people always say that when you just say it, you can't take it with you. But I always tell people you can't take it with me, but I have something while you're here though. So you better <laughs> make sure you're saving something. I
1: know. Are they not going to have
3: anything to bury you? You know yeah, what ex- I mean?
2: Exactly. Yeah. The
3: GoFundMes and all that. Yeah. I see that a lot. I see that that's, a lot. That's and, un- that's, that's it ma- really, that's and it's unfortunate.
0: It's embarrassing. And it's
3: beautiful. It's really unfortunate because, you know, when we think about generational wealth in the Black community, that's where it gets very difficult to build the generational wealth because we're still having right. to give back and give back because nobody's preparing.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So... Now, everybody has to come together instead of passing on assets, instead of passing on wealth. Now, the family has to take care of your debts, even in mm-hmm. your death, you know. So, yeah, that's what we got to change.
2: It's yeah. funny you say that because I've talked to people like we're talking about GoFundMe's. I had a conversation with people this week so I'm talking about life insurance, you know, and I have to explain to them the benefits. You know, of course, you don't want they say, you have a come up on somebody's death, mm-hmm. but the thing is, too. That still does help to build that legacy. Helps to pay for that person who's buried, and then can catapults you into a better direction. But then once again, you can't have life insurance that sometimes that related to somebody who died because you can build capital in it as well. So those are the things we talk about on the show as well. And I'm glad you brought that up.
0: Right, and, and one thing that just really breaks my heart. And, and let's let's talk about the church community.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, years and years ago, uh, I attended a financial workshop uh, with one of our first ladies and um dr michael chipwood said a lot of pastors die broke mm-hmm. um, and they have health issues but basically they leave you know bills i mean i mean and that's sad for someone who may have imparted and gotten your spirit up and you're thriving and they die mm-hmm. broke what what's up with that and i was on um a financial tour at a actually at a meeting that was a financial tour. Doctor uh, Pamela Jolly quoted that broke people or poor people plan for the weekend, but richy rich people wealthy people plan for three generations. So mm-hmm. I, I want you to speak on that. Oh. <laughs>
3: That's like, you gotta, we have to sit in that. That's a woo-chow moment. Like woo-chow. <laughs> <laughs> woo woo-chow, woo-chow. Yes. Like, oh man, that is, that is a, that's a thing. You know, that really is a thing. And it and comes. That's a, that's a
0: heart and mind thing, ain't it? I mean, how do you, what do you do with people that come in like that? That say, I, I still want this. I got a lifestyle that I need to maintain here. I don't care what you're saying, you know. And Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> yes. I don't care what you saying. Yeah, I know that. <laughs>
1: yes. And I guess that's that sweet spot that you talk about on your
3: seven. Yeah, your yeah. seven tips is the sweet spot between Wait living. To- that background, yes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So here's my thing, my take on budgeting. I do not believe that budgeting should be restrictive. I do believe that it should be intentional. You should make plans with your debt, your savings, and also plan some fun money in there. With all my clients, we always have a line for fun money, spending money, whatever they wanna call it. And in that line item is the amount that they get to, it's like their allowance. So they get to use that money however they choose to use it. But once that money is gone, That's where we have to prioritize, right? Like, what are you actually spending your money on? Because if you're just spending willy-nilly, that's how money goes really quick. But -hmm. if you have a certain parameter, okay, this is my spending money. I suggest, this is me, this is my, everybody's different, but for me and my clients, I suggest really no more than $100 a week in spending money because our priorities really are on other things, taking care of the debt, beefing up the savings, whatever. So that $100 you get weekly, if you want to go get your nails done, if you want to go out to happy air, if you want to do whatever it is you choose to do. So if it's biweekly, you get 200 at one time. But be mindful of what you're spending that on. Because again, once that's gone, you go and spend $150 in a weekend, then you've got $50 left till your next payday. Mm
1: -hmm.
3: No dipping into your bill money, no dipping into the savings, none of that because this is where we have to shift the mindset of spin, spin, spin. Really, for the ladies that I work with, when they see our spreadsheet template, when they actually fill it out, put their bills in, all of that, and they see how much they can start saving or paying off debt, because we forecast, when they see that, they really get excited, because it looks it's tangible. You can see it. You're able to make it happen. Um, and then too, a lot of them say I'll be at Target L or I'll be out somewhere and I, I will hear your little voice in the back of my head. Like no, 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 not be spending this money. <laughs> <laughs> so that the shift happens just from creating better habits and when you see it working for you when you see your credit score going up your savings I've had clients say I've never seen this much money ever in my savings account I've never seen this much money ever at one time <laughs> I've never seen my credit score be this high and when they see the results that's what really makes them want to keep going wow. and they're able to still have fun oh oh let me add this too with that being said, having fun doesn't always necessarily mean spending money. You know, so right. you can do other things. Go for a walk. Take some family pictures with your iPhone. That's free. You know what I mean? Like, do something at the house. Puzzles, or if you if you're a um, a social type of person, invite the ladies over, your friends over, whatever. Have a girls' night in. You can do some cocktails at the house, which is going to be way less expensive, <laughs> way less expensive than, at home than it would be going out. You know. Mm -hmm. Um, potluck. There's so, and I talk about this on the blog too. These creative ideas of other things you can do besides spending money that you don't have to spend money to have fun.
1: And that's so right because I know before the COVID nineteen, and of course, I I did it more when I was in Memphis because I that's practically most of my girlfriends that are. Is that you know you know once a month we would get together and we'll do every we'll switch each other each house. Or wherever you're in, everybody bring potluck. Everybody yeah. bring something, and we'll have a theme. Like Mexican. Mm-hmm. Next, mm-hmm. a, next may be Italian, or one may be soul food, and we just get together, and everybody bring a dish. You yeah. know, and and that is very, budget friendly. Yeah, budget Yes. 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 Yeah. And have and like you say, saying, crying, laughing, having so much fun, it's better than going to any other club, spending
0: money, doing anything. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so yeah. Elle, did I hear you basically say you don't teach people what not to budget, but just basically put their fun in a budget and stick to it? Yes. I like that. So, you know, because a lot of people, you tell us what we can't do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're gonna can... do the opposite. Yes. Yeah. I love that.
3: Thank you. I want to show you what you can do with your funds, not what you can't do. Yes. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, that's 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 you know, and I think that's the key because it, it makes the your clients feel like they still have that control. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still in control of yeah. my finances. Now I just need to put a formula to it yes. and,
0: and stick with it. That's it. That's yeah. it. Wow. We did have a few people. You have some cheerleaders. (laughs) We got a few people on uh, our Facebook community that is absolutely going off in a good way. Uh, Have you assisted Lacey? I think Lacey. Lacey said you got her stuff all the way together. All the way
3: together. Actually, Lacey is one of my success stories. I brag about her all the time. Um, Lacey in 11 months, paid off $33,000 of credit card debt. Whoa. Credit card debt. Now, if we were to add in other stuff, like, you know, what she paid towards her car and towards her home, total, in total, she paid $50,000 off in debt in
1: 11 Wow. Yeah. goodness. Yeah. Wow, are you serious?
3: Credit score went up. Shoot, I'm trying to think. The first three months her credit score was up 113 points the first three wow. yeah yes and she just recently got a new car so lacy i love lacy she that's my girl <laughs> lacy is killing it she is killing <laughs> it well, and mr Miss,
0: mr devon are you related that's my partner yes mm-hmm. okay.
3: yes <laughs> Awesome. And she's, also the mindset coach. she's the mindset coach of Girlfriend's oh. Budget as well. So okay. she, in addition to our one-to-one um, financial coaching sessions that we do with our clients, we also do group mindset coaching. So it's like group therapy kind of where we do different activities, mindset activities to talk about like what's going on currently with you and what can we do to start changing some habits that are maybe blocking you from getting you from to where you want to go. Wow. Wow. That's, that's,
1: that that is, that is, that is awesome. And let's, let's, Al, we talked about that, uh, you know, we were talking about right before the show that we like, you know, how we're going to keep it real. And I'm going to get into this topic in a a little bit. But then you also said that, uh, when aren't you, don't you take some uh, rap songs and put them into. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I do. You know what? While, while I'm 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 going to um, talk about these three problems that we experience in the Black community. Do you think you can? Do you think you can get that together for us? And I, I've already shared the screen with you, so you can do that.
3: Yes, yes, I can do that. Okay. Well,
1: I'm going to talk about first before we go into that. I'm going to get real. We're going to get real with everybody on today. Um, and we're just going to talk about us. We just don't talk about Black folks, okay? Let's just we're going to be real, okay? And you stated that there's three different problems with Black folks and doing Black Lives Matter, you actually, something that was really dear to you is that Black Lives Matter financially too, you Mm -hmm. know? And that was, to me, that just kind of grabbed me. And you said there were three problems. The first problem is Black folks don't manage their money. And we're not talking about, and let me just tell you this, we're not putting everybody in the same category. We just being real, okay? And if it's and we're not here to offend anybody, if you fit, you fit. If you don't, we're not talking about you, okay? But if, if you do fit, we're talking about you. Let's just be real, okay? And number two is that black folks don't save. And lastly, number three, is that black folks are swimming in debt. Um, can
2: That's you the kind word. of
1: yeah, yeah. They black folks swimming in debt. The, as a matter of fact, they drown and they ain't swimming; they drown. <laughs> yeah, let's <laughs> just be real. So, just give us your point of view on that, and and I mean, why did that? I know you were passionate when you wrote that. Can you kind of like talk about that for a little bit for us?
3: Yes, yes. So, at the time, this is when, like, this is actually before the this last roundup when the Black Lives Matter really geared up. This was like George Floyd, uh-huh. yeah, mm-hmm. first starting, you know, make to make noise. And I saw the protest, you know, I saw the passion that people had when it came to, you know, valuing Black lives and I 100% get it. I also thought at the time I was like, we should not only just value Black lives when they're taken, we should also value Black lives while we are alive (laughs) too. (laughs) So while we are alive, let's make the most of our life. And one thing that I know the black community struggles with is finances. Because it's not all our fault. I can't say that it's all our fault, no. These are not things we were taught, you know, from our history, even going all the way back to slavery. You know, this is these are things that have intentionally and systematically been kept from us. Right, right. But it's our fault. Is not educating ourselves on how to be better now. Mm-hmm. You know, because I feel like oftentimes we'll get on this tangent now. Of, yeah, now, now, now. Yeah. the man this, the man that, or we've been held back for so long, which yeah, those things happen, but how can we do better now? And so when I was writing that post, you know, I was I was I had the um the what is the What's the word? Like the gut feeling. I can't, I can't think of the word right now, but like the gut feeling to go just like, look up some statistics. Let me find out. Let me, I love the numbers. The numbers never lie. I tell my clients that all the time. Let me look up the numbers. Let me see what it's actually saying. And the fact that black people aren't managing our money, like we talked about leaving debt when we die or, um, not saving because 70% of Americans don't even have a thousand dollars period in their savings accounts. Um, and then the swimming in debt part where we're acquiring all of these things. Stuff. To, yes. <laughs> stuff. <laughs> buying stuff. We got stuff in our garage, stuff in storage, stuff in back yeah. It's stuff. And why, why do some of us have
0: 200 or more pair of shoes? Right. So we ain't got but two feet. <laughs> <laughs> right.
3: <laughs> right. Now, this, is, this is your money <laughs> this is your money now if you can afford to have those 200 pairs of shoes I tell, this is what I tell women if the value in your closet is more than the value in your savings account then we we got a problem
1: hmm.
3: oh, drop the mic come on let's close those. pass matter off again, right
1: again. as a matter of fact I'm signing off for the, I'm signing off for Facebook <laughs> now because you didn't say it off
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> honey oh chow, oh oui. wait
3: yeah (laughs) so a lot of us do we have more value in our stuff the stuff in our home the stuff in our closet in our garages that we're not even touching than we have in our actual account because we're thinking oh if twofold what other people will think of us if we have these things and then also these things make me feel good about myself maybe in the moment but once you look at your debt, once you look at your savings, once you look at how you're living paycheck to paycheck, that stuff no longer makes you feel good anymore. And now you just have junk that's sitting around. Yep,
1: yep. And stress because you can't make your day-to-day financial or pay your bills. Now you're
3: stressed. You look good and you stress. Right. That's not the way to... Be. You don't want to look good on the outside <laughs> be stressed on the inside, no. Blow pressure up. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, I have a question for you. Kind of in the same vein, what we're talking about. And I know you say like the numbers, so y'all don't quote them these numbers because i going to kind of give you an idea of a scenario of what we hear all the time about money being in the community. I think they said the Jewish community it stays in there maybe for like a couple of months. the Asian community, maybe like 30, 45 days. And the, yes. uh, like I said, the Hispanic community, maybe like 10 days. But they said the black community stays in there maybe like less than eight hours, or three, yes. eight hours or less. Yes. What what's the problem of what's caused that or what can we do as a people to keep our money in the community and like I said at least make it a day we're not even a day compared yeah. to some other you know ethnicities and races
3: right yeah so if you think about like the other cultures um asian people jewish people um white people you know they they tend to stick together and build together um you can also see that there's a lot of diversity within their community so like as far as businesses go. So like in the black community, we've got a, like a lot of beauty salons. We've got a lot of barbers, we've got, a, you know, nails, but we need some, some diversity in the businesses that we have in our community. Um, and there's some, you know, there's one-offs, you know, so black owned grocery store, black owned bank, um, but we need more, more of the regular services or products that we use to, be black owned that mm-hmm. way we are able to keep more of our dollar cuz if you think about where you go just just even now like the your dentist or your doctor or you know your pharmacy mm-hmm. or those people that you regularly go to are those people black are they white you know what do they look like and more than likely you're going to these people because maybe you're just familiar with it with them you know cuz it's been um because their their name is out there, like, you know, they're popular, so you just go to them. But like, if you're not, if the people that you're seeing are not, you know that they're not black owned businesses, then you know, as soon as you get the money, then it's going right out of the community into another community's business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And
2: so, right. like Ross always like to say missing and fallacies. And I was talking to somebody earlier this week about this, I was with a group of people, you know, I'm going to say it's a myth and a fallacy. Sometimes people are like, oh, I don't want to do business with black folks. So they don't know how to take care of business and stuff like that. Or, or if they do mess up one time, they're quick to jump off the wagon. But if they'll go to some other ethnicity, they can mess up two, three, four times and still yeah. go there. I'm trying to get people out of that mindset.
3: Yes, 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 yes. So for me, that is also twofold. Is one, that mindset of, like you said, Chris, I had a bad experience with one Black-owned business. Now it's like everybody, all Black-owned businesses, you know, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I have a certain thought process about. Um, but you're right. Like, no, I think we should give this Black-owned businesses the same courtesy that we give other businesses. So if there's a problem, like, let them know. Give them feedback, you know, mm-hmm. in a way that is constructive and not right. that, like, you're tearing their business down. I like, yeah, like, right. want to continue to support you. But these are kind of some of my things that I would need to be fixed before I I come back to support you. You know, that, have conversations because we're not against each other. We really need to have the mindset of community. Like let's work together. How Mm -hmm. can I help you? How can you help me? Kind of thing. Um, The other thing too is business owners, Black-owned businesses, please hear me when I say this. Um, Let's work on getting some, systems, efficiencies, you know, running our businesses in a way like that's not subpar and then expecting our Black communities to be like, well, you should just support me because I'm a Black-owned business. No, like, get your business up to par with the other businesses of the other communities so that you can say, like, my business is the exact same as this Jewish business, as this white business, Asian business is the same. There's no difference. So I don't think that it should be necessarily, like, um the word i'm looking for like um what's the word i'm giving for like pardoned you know like well you're a black-owned business so it's okay if you're not forgiven yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. No, like let's let's bring our standards up in yeah. all areas. we still have a responsibility to
2: mm-hmm.
3: excellence
2: yes exactly
3: yes
1: and a, yeah, and a awesome. prime example of that is when you invested twelve thousand dollars in getting your business coach. Okay, you have to invest yeah. in your, you know your dentist's office, and you have the equipment that they had fifteen years ago. And you expect me to come into your office, and you know, and get my teeth cleaned and whatever. And I can go into the office in another community, and they have the top of the notch uh, equipment. Who do you think exactly. I'm going to, you know, right. patronize? Right. Exactly. So you're you, you,
2: you it's key on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. See, one thing I talk about too, and we talk about on the show as well about people like that. We're all business owners, and we I mean, we thrive the areas We're in, and we're big. We're philanthropic, and then we're also we're big in trying to mentor and talk to other people as well. And that's one thing I really encourage us as African American, Black, Negro, whatever oh. we're trying to use these days. <laughs> You know, I encourage people to, you know, reach out to somebody. If you see somebody that's struggling or whatever, and don't be afraid. Because sometimes we, as a black culture, sometimes, like you said, they don't talk about, we don't talk about things. Sometimes we have too much pride. Might be struggling in our business when they could probably go talk to a Roz or to a Rondo or to somebody like you. They'll struggle. And sometimes either don't try to figure it out, just keep on going, like they're going until something's bad, terrible happens, or, just to put themselves in a bad predicament. So I'm really big on advocating. And then sometimes, like I said, you have to, each one's each one. And sometimes if you see somebody, don't be afraid to reach out to them if you notice that some things are going, like you just said a few minutes ago, if something's not going right, reach out to that person and say, hey, brother, sister, I think this is one thing that you can be doing that can help your business go in a different direction. And, you know, to offer that. Now, if they don't take that, you did your part. But sometimes you have to, you have to be vocal and trying to help people sometimes.
3: Yeah, and so not they don't
2: know they need help.
3: Right. And not vocal in a way where you come back to social media and blast them, you no. know? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, vocal with that person like I said the same courtesy you would give another business give it to the same give that same courtesy to a black owned business to help them be better. Exactly. Like, exactly. like
1: you say say it in love. Yes. You know, there, yeah, and that,
0: that,
3: that's what
0: we so, As we're talking about mind shifts and heart shifts being very vital to developing new habits, you obviously were groomed or imparted into in terms of valuing um, finances and that helped shape your decision. But what would you say to someone who doesn't value $12,000 paying for a coach because they just don't know that they need one. And I just say people tend to spend money on what they feel they value. So how do we get, how do we bridge that gap?
3: I think it's important to, I think it's important to identify what value really means to you because there are some people who value their purple label, um, or their um, designer stuff. you know, They value that. They value the fact that they can walk around with somebody's name, you know on them because that makes them feel valuable. So I feel like understanding what value means to you meaning meaning, is your business valuable enough? Like what is your business worth? For me, when I was on the phone with that lady and she told me it's going to be (laughs) $12,000 for this, I thought about it and I was like, is my business worth $12,000? Do I value my business enough to spend $12,000 to make this work? And the answer for me was yes, because like I said, there was no failure for me. Like, I wasn't going back. Mm -hmm. So what makes sense to you, you know, like, what do you actually value? Do you say you value like living a free life where you don't have debt? And and if you do, then let's put your money in that. Put your money in areas that you actually value, not just talk about it. Because the people that you're spending this money on, the designers and whatever, whoever else, those people are already rich. The Gucci's. The Christian Louboutins, the, all the they they already got their money, you know, and Amazon too. That's a big one with ladies too, because it's so yeah. easy. I'm like, uh, Jeff Bezos got enough money, you know, like yeah. and he made yeah. he made even more during the pandemic when everybody was sitting around just buying stuff from home. So you're putting your money into their pockets. Like, let's put money into you yourself, which is. You hiring a coach, that's putting money into another business. But in turn, you're going to see the return on investment in your own business. So I hope that made sense. <laughs> it's,
0: it's, it's, it's absolutely.
1: Yeah, it, it, it made com- complete sense. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what? We always talk about the millennium. And we have to find a way to get across to them in a different platform. Because like Rob said, they think we know everything and we try to tell them what to do. So it's good to come from uh, a different perspective. Can are you ready to share with us? Yes.
0: Okay, yes.
3: okay, okay. Hold on, Facebook. <laughs> okay, let me let me grab this and share okay. my screen.
2: So when we pull that up, so the millennials can be have the old soul like Elle does, so she knows what yeah. time it is.
3: <laughs> Y'all saw why she drew my my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a a music video that is um geared towards millennials I would say. Okay. So it's a rap it's a rap video, so that's what you'll you'll see. <laughs> expect okay, to okay, I'm
1: excited. Okay. <laughs> okay.
3: Don't get caught slipping up Don't get caught slipping up Look what I'm saving up This is called budgeting My ladies, we teaming up Credit scores going up Stacking this money up This is called budgeting Living below my means Enjoying the simple things Saving up all the screens This is called budgeting Real life, no IG scenes Catfish know what I mean Straight, pristine. Yeah yeah, I'ma go into this Yeah yeah don't take this as a diss. Yeah yeah this you won't wanna miss Yeah yeah life will be such a bliss Yeah yeah I'm so rich like whoa Yeah yeah counting love is dope My investments bro like woke <laughs> So yeah, that was actually my first. My first. Thank did. you. Thank yeah. you. <laughs>
0: now that was you, Al. Was that, that you? Was yeah. You? Oh my! You need now. I'm gonna hook my granddaughter up with you now because she. This this is all good. <laughs> I love to dance too, but see, you have such a way about you that's excellent. Yes. It's, it's knowledge, it's maturity. Um, you're in a beautiful place, honey. You can reach a lot of people and help a okay. lot of people. I pray that the people who replay this, um, and we're gonna go through our round robin shortly. You just tell them it every which way they can uh, reach you. But that was phenomenal. I loved it. Yeah, you think
2: yeah. I want to get my party on and save money at the same time.
0: there you go.
1: Well, we're ready for our round robin. I'm Rhonda Hutchison. And I am the Lone Lioness with Paramount Residential Mortgage Group. I am a mortgage lender. My tagline, Mr. Chris, is I roar with passion and power. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Miss L., for being our special, special guest. I am, I'm just beyond uh, honored. But you can contact me in regards to any of your residential mortgage needs at 214-856 3747. That's 214-856-3747. Miss Ross, I do want to go to Chris. <laughs> Chris, Mr.
2: Chris. All right. I'm Chris Ziegler with the Ziegler Agency, State, located in Frisco, Texas. But as you guys know, I service the DFW Metroplex and the whole state of Texas, and I can be reached at 214-870-4269. I do it all from your personal lines, for your home, your auto, your renters, to your commercial, your business. I do bonds, I do supplemental insurance. Anything that you need, I'm here for you. Like I said, I'm here with an education consultation. Ms. L, I definitely will be reaching out to you myself. I really enjoyed you today. You got me hyped. I'm ready to rock it up <laughs> now. So with that being said, you guys have a blessed day and I'm gonna turn it over to Raj. Oh my God, you're
0: gonna make me come back with the 90s when I was young. <laughs> <laughs> seen some of your videos, so we know you got it in you, girl.
2: I'll, I'll start. You can
0: move. <laughs> yeah, Look, I'm trying to be a good church girl, but y'all gonna make me
2: like out. Holy fan's on.
0: Yes, I'm Rosby, as Rosby, also known as Roslyn Booker. I'm the principal broker, CEO of Arbrook Realty. We're a full-service real estate company. 100% digital platform. 100% commission agent program and we work dreams and build legacies there's not going to be any dream left behind we're helping people find money we're getting people to the closing table so they can stop making the landlord rich and build equity so that they can fund other things in their lives it's been a pleasure to have you l this has been totally amazing so much fun fun while learning fun while getting corrected fun while getting a whooping but fun while you know taking it all in that's an art and that's a gift thank you so very much and for those who are listening uh, on Facebook those of you who have come to support and rally and cheerlead uh cheerleaded us on as well as L. thank you so much and the biggest favor that you can do for us is to pay this forward share this video comment like Tell somebody about Building Love Together Radio. We have great content and speakers here every week. And we this is our ministry. Like Chris and everybody say, this is our marketplace ministry. Yes, we are entrepreneurs, professionals, but we're children of God first. And this is our way of doing community and giving back. Miss L., do you want to share all of the ways people can reach you? Every last one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> every last um so just again my name is l hall coleman founder ceo of girlfriend's budget and my tagline is love your budget love your life (laughs) (laughs) and you can find me literally i'm all over the place facebook girlfriend's budget i'm on instagram at fg sorry gf budget on instagram gf budget um i'm on youtube girlfriend's budget pinterest girlfriend's budget i mean literally if you go to Google and type in Girlfriend's Budget. I will come up all over the place.
1: So well, that's a good thing.
3: <laughs> yeah. So you can find me anywhere. Um, I would also recommend that people go check out the site, girlfriendsbudget.com. Um, there's a wealth of information on there. The blog is also there um, where you can get all types of resources and tips to start your budget. Um, and if anyone is interested in getting coaching, one-on-one coaching, Um, business coaching, mindset coaching. They can also reach out from the website. You can schedule a complimentary call. It's 30 minutes where we kind of like talk about what your goals are and uh, see how we can help you.
0: Awesome. That's Um, awesome. And if you want to reach any one of us on the team and hey, Mel, if you're going to come back and and watch the replay, you can call us at Building Wealth Together at 469 795-1708. That's 469-795-1708. And I failed to mention my personal phone number. It's 972 Again, thank you, L. You've been such a blessing. That's all we have time for today, y'all. We'll see you next Saturday and Happy Resurrection Sunday. Yes. God bless you.